Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. If you are not subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Hopefully, it is five stars on Apple Podcasts. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And also follow us on the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, which is at Oh My Allergy. So in today's episode, this episode is really just for all my people who don't consume dairy and milk. So I'm going to be talking about foods you don't really think have dairy in them, but they actually do. And people usually are surprised to find out what foods have dairy in them that aren't as obvious like yogurt and full fat milk and cheese cheese. So hopefully this episode will be really helpful whether you don't eat dairy because of food allergies or if you have an intolerance or sensitivity or maybe because you are eating plant-based. And I know more and more people are not consuming dairy and more and more people are switching to consuming plant-based milk products. So hopefully this episode will be helpful to any of those different scenarios that I just talked about. So uh, before I get into the meat of the episode, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on, especially because there's not been a podcast episode for a few weeks. So I am going to explain myself and kind of talk about what happened. And if you follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, you probably have an idea. Um, But if you don't, first, make sure you do. It's at Oh My Allergies. And second, I am going to kind of give you all a spiel. So with that being said, let's get right into what's been going on. So what's been going on with me Well, first off, I will talk about why there's not really been an episode um, for a few weeks now. So basically, I was having problems with my laptop, specifically with the display. So I had to take my laptop in for service for a repair for the display to get fixed. Because I mean, if my computer's in for repair, I can't really do anything about it so that's kind of the whole spiel as to you know what happened and so I had to kind of like wait for the laptop to be done with the repairs so now we are back in business so that's pretty much why there was like a little mini break in between some episodes so if you follow the oh my allergies podcast instagram there were a few announcements on there kind of explaining the circumstance so thank you all for bearing with us and for uh, still being engaged on the podcast Instagram. So uh, definitely, again, shameless plug, if you do not follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram, you definitely should. But besides that, 
Uh, I have been really into watching the Olympics. I've been watching, you know, softball, been watching swimming, been watching gymnastics. Um, what else? Even some sports that I typically don't normally watch. Like I watched volleyball, like women's indoor volleyball and the USA. They were able to get their first gold like ever and it was very weird and interesting to hear because um the commentators were talking about how literally team USA's volleyball team has won a lot of different championships uh but the one thing that they did not have you know in their medal count was a medal for the Olympics specifically gold so this was a really really great accomplishment for them and for the women on the volleyball team for the USA so really congratulations to them um I've been really watching soccer what else have I been watching I've even been watching sports that I normally don't watch um and sports that are new to the Olympics like watching skateboarding that's been definitely interesting to watch been watching some fencing I know there's a new sport called uh sport climbing which is very similar to kind of like the whole concept of rock climbing except obviously it's on an Olympic level so that was interesting to see some coverage on that sport watched a little bit of like taekwondo watched some rhythmic gymnastics so it's just been watching a little bit of this a little bit of that type of thing and it's so funny because at work like a lot of people um on our team don't really watch the olympics like that at least not in this like time because of covid and everything and and stuff like that so i've been acting as like the olympic correspondent um if you will for my team at work and kind of giving updates so that's been kind of fun to uh do that and kind of bring people up to speed and talk about the sports that i've been watching and talking about sports in general and it's just been really fun um what else have i been doing oh i've been watching love island which if you know, you know. I've been watching Love Island USA. I know there's been some people that are saying to watch Love Island UK, but I feel like that's a whole nother animal and I don't know if I'm mentally ready for Love Island UK. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching Love Island USA and I'm just going to say it. It's been a disappointment. There, I said it. I am not really uh, content with this season and compared to last season. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like these people are just not... They're not doing it for me. And the producers are not really listening, you know, to uh, the public and to the fans when we vote. Because if they did listen to us, then Jeremy would not be there. Okay? He would not still be there. So it's just very frustrating and very funny to watch Love Island USA Twitter because literally... Um, I get a kick out of the tweets that I see during the live tweeting for the different episodes because they are so hilarious. They have me laughing and jumping out of my seat. It's so funny. Um, but been watching that and been like semi disappointed. Um, been watching The Bachelorette have been really disappointed. <laughs> just not really vibing with Katie being the Bachelorette. So I'm just really ready for Michelle to be the Bachelorette. And hopefully that season will be a lot better. Um, but overall, the guys on Katie's season weren't that bad. And the men's tell all, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like it just, I felt like, I felt like Tasha and Caitlin, you know, were more so of like, watching the drama unfold at the men tell all rather than you know trying to put a stop to any 
um, outburst or any back and forth that happened. They just kind of just let it play out. And they were just like a fly on the wall with their popcorn, just watching the crap show go down in flames. So wasn't really a big fan of that. But those are the shows that I've been watching. And then also I've been really getting into reading a lot more. So I've been reading um, a few different books on my Kindle, but I've been really on a reading kick lately. And I've been reading a little bit right before I go to bed or while I am trying to unwind for the night or while I'm watching TV. Well, not really watching TV because I'm reading a book. Just to be able to kind of change things up and switch things up and kind of be able to get away from like my phone or my tablet, you know, my computer, things like that, because I'm always on the computer nowadays. So it's really been a breath of fresh air, if you will, to be able to just read and read for fun, which I've not been able to do for a while because of school and you read all those books and then you're kind of sick of reading and you don't really, you know, view reading as being fun. So I'm really happy that I've been, you know, reading the books that I enjoy and that I really want to read. But yeah, that's basically what's been going on with me. So with that being said, I guess I can get right into my foodie likes. So my first foodie like that I wanted to talk to you guys about is from the brand Mina. And I recently came across this a sparkling tea. I know it sounds weird, but stay with me. I came across this sparkling uh, tea at Whole Foods and it's from this brand. It's called Mina and it's their pineapple passion fruit green tea. Obviously, I picked it because I'm a big fan of green tea. I go through green tea like crazy, especially if it's cold green tea. Big fan, big fan, big fan. So I was like, hmm, this is very interesting kind of bringing two of my favorite things together, sparkling drinks and tea, specifically green tea. So I was like, okay, okay, we'll try it. And honestly, the flavor of it was really, really good. Like the flavor, like I really love the fact that there's not any sugar in them. It's like literally zero everything. And the ingredients are clean ingredients. I know everything that's in it by name and it's something that I can definitely pronounce. The one thing that I won't say that I was a fan of was the foam. Like it was there was so much foam when I poured it out of the can into a tumbler that I have. It literally looked like a can of beer. Like I literally kid you not. And I had to pour out the foam on it because I just could not do it. I could not drink it with all the foam. Like I was just like, no, this is not it. But the actual flavor of the tea, I really liked. It has like a naturally sweet taste to it, but it's not too sweet. Um, You can taste the passion fruit in there. You can taste a little bit of the pineapple. Like it's a really good drink. And obviously you can taste the green tea. Um, So it has a little bit of a bitterness to it, but it's really good. And the really cool thing about it is that it is equivalent to a half a cup of coffee. So it gives you kind of that caffeine, like, like that little like push, like if you need something midday, this is definitely a really good drink to have. But honestly, I would get it again. I'm not going to lie. And I went onto their website and saw that they have a lot of other flavors. So I'm definitely interested in trying those. But another favorite of mine comes from Simply 7. Been a big fan of Simply 7 for a few years now. I first was introduced to Simply 7 
from the um, Norse Festival. It used to be called the Gluten-Free Allergen-Friendly Expo uh, back when I first started going there as a blogger, a part of the blogger team. Um, but I first came across Simply 7 that way and just really love their snacks. And so I came across this one snack that they have. It's their lentil chips and the jalapeno flavor. That is a snack that slaps honestly that snack is so delicious it tastes so good I love how it has like that spiciness to it but it's not like overpowering you know what I mean and it's just a really great chip that you can pair with like hummus you can eat them straight out of the bag I usually pack them for my lunch when I go into the office they are just so tasty and I love that they're not too salty either and the best thing about just the brand in general is that they are free from like milk, wheat, eggs, soy, shellfish, fish, peanuts, tree nuts, and sesame seeds so that's a really good selling point as well. If you follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram then you saw that I posted um, about these chips because they are just that good guys. They are just so delicious but those are the foodie likes that I want to talk to you you guys about this week but I guess with that being said I can get right into the allergy news. So this week's allergy news article comes from this publication called Mashed and the title of the article is How Martha Stewart Deals with Serving People with Food Allergies. Um, I wanted to talk about this specific article, which we always have linked in the show notes. So if you want to see more of the articles that are talked about each week in each episode, definitely check out the show notes to get the link, look at the article yourself, all of that fun stuff. But I went to talk about this article because let me adjust my microphone for a second. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this because I saw this article and I found it extremely problematic. So I will basically kind of give you all an overview of this article. So basically, I think the specific instance was um, that she was doing something with Food 52, um, which is a food blog if you're not familiar with the food blog and the food photography world so that's basically uh what she was doing so I guess food 52 they had asked her how she accommodates guests who might have food allergies and the quote that is from the Martha Stewart in this article she said quote I have a personal rule I never ask so I saw that and I was like, okay, this article is definitely going downhill. I feel like it's not going to get better than this quote because never asking, like that goes against everything that I talk about on this podcast. Like you want to ask the people around you who have food allergies when you're put in settings with food, what are they allergic to? If they're not allergic to anything, what are their dietary restrictions? Are they a vegan? Are they a vegetarian? Are they paleo? Are they keto? Like what like what type of food are you eating in your household? Like this is just cooking and hosting guests one-on-one. Like I don't understand. So saw that and I was like, okay, okay, let me read a little bit more. 
so the article also talked about how she noted in, I guess, the interview, whatever she had with Food 52, that she doesn't make any special dishes for those who might have food sensitivities. Instead, she explained, quote, the gluten freeze can just pick through everything. I did say that she said, quote, that the gluten freeze can just pick through everything. There's something wrong with that quote, in my opinion. Um, it's, <sighs> I'm trying to contain myself as I'm explaining this to you all. Um, I am just very, very triggered by that quote. And I've not even necessarily been diagnosed with having to live a gluten-free diet. But to have it where I've spoken with people who are gluten-free and know people specifically personally who deal with celiac disease and so they have to live a gluten-free lifestyle so to hear that she's saying that they can just pick through everything that's just very concerning and it just shows how much education in food allergies really just needs to be taught not only to people who have food allergies or food sensitivities or have to eat a certain way due to autoimmune conditions. It should be taught to people who don't have them, especially as a person who is in the cooking world, who is a chef and who does, well, she's not a chef, but she just does that whole like lifestyle type of work. And that includes food because food is a really big part of people's lives. I just kind of feel that's kind of flagrant. I feel like that's kind of just very ignorant to just say that people that have certain allergies or have certain dietary restrictions due to autoimmune conditions that they can just pick through everything. Like that's not cool. That's not cool at all. So, and the one thing that I don't really care for that the mashed people said, that they said that they definitely see Stewart's perspective. When you are invited to someone's home for a meal or party, it's important to remember that it's a kitchen, not a diner. So you cannot expect your host to cater to each individual's palate. Okay, well, if you can't cater to my food allergies, then can you just show me the door? Because I'm just going to go out of it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like the quote of it's important to remember that it's a kitchen, not a diner. But this is the world we live in, guys. This is the world we live in where apparently having food allergies and having ones that are life threatening that can cause anaphylaxis. It's not a diner. So, you know, it doesn't matter if that's how your food allergies affects you and your body. It's not a diner. This is, oh my gosh. But yeah, I just thought that this would be a very great allergy news article to talk through with you guys. And I would love to know what you all think. So definitely send us over a note on the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram because I would love to continue this conversation because I'm just very, I have a lot of feelings about this article as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice. But yeah, this is this whole, this whole viewpoint, not only from Arthur Stewart, but from this mashed place is just very problematic. 
and people like myself and other people who are in the food allergy space that have platforms really need to do a great job of being able to spread out, you know, more information about food allergies, but also the correct information about food allergies. But that is this week's allergy news article. Um, Like I said, definitely send us over a note. We'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And even if you post about it on your stories or if you post about it on your timelines on social media, make sure you tag us at Oh My Allergies. But yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say. I've tried to contain myself so much, but just know this article made me very frustrated, but hopefully more and more of us as we speak out about our stories and our food allergy experiences, people will learn that, yeah, you know, it's kind of the right thing to do, especially if they are your kids or they are your friends, they are your spouses, they are people that you love and care about, you're gonna want to make sure that they're in an environment where they feel safe but with that being said um that is this week's allergy news article like i said before it will be linked in the show notes so without further ado i guess we can get right into the meat of the episode which is all about foods you don't think have dairy in them but they actually do So like I said, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some surprising foods that have dairy in them that will probably most likely shock you. And I know one thing that I've talked about, you know, whether that was in solo episodes or episodes where I've had guests on, is that when you are avoiding an allergen, so specifically dairy in this instance, It's not always as simple as just avoiding the more obvious products. So for dairy, that would be avoiding milk and avoiding cheese. And a lot of dairy ingredients tend to make their way into foods you probably would not expect to. For an example, like finding them in like a non-dairy creamer. I know when you hear the words non-dairy creamer, it sounds like, wait, what do you mean there can be dairy in a non-dairy creamer? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And that reminds me of like this this conversation that I had with Jenna So from So Yum, who has been a guest on the pod before. Um, but she posted something on her story a while back where I think there was a product that had labeling on it that said non-dairy but there was indeed milk in the product. And I remember us having a conversation through Instagram just about how that label of non-dairy is very, very confusing. And the product that she posted, it had milk protein in the ingredients, but apparently that's like not the same thing as milk, which again is like very, very confusing. So that's basically where reading labels really comes into play. And it's really important for situations where labeling on products is just very confusing. And you'll find items may appear in foods that you just wouldn't really think about. So in addition to just scanning ingredients list for any form of milk or cheese or butter, you also are going to want to keep out an eye for casein, which is a milk protein that can provoke allergic reactions. Also caseinate, lactate, lactic acid, uh, lactolate, and lacta... I think it's lactobimin, lactobimin. If I butcher that, I am so sorry. But fun fact, when it comes to reading labels is that ingredients are listed by weight. 
which I did not know until I did research on this. So apparently the higher on the ingredients list that they appear, the more of them a product contains. So that's really important for people who can tolerate small amounts of dairy for instances of intolerances and sensitivities. Obviously, if you have a food allergy, you have to avoid it at all costs. But the first food that I wanted to talk to you guys about that has dairy in it, even though you might not even really think so, is margarine. Now margarine, it's supposed to be an alternative for butter, but margarine, and in some cases shortening, it can contain lactose. It might not be an issue if you're only using small amounts, but when baking where larger quantities are called for, it's very best to avoid, especially if you have an intolerance and sensitivity in this type of a situation, and margarine, that's usually made from soybean oil that can also contain added whey or casein ingredients to be able to like help with like the flavoring for the margarine. So if you're avoiding dairy due to an allergy, you're going to want to steer clear of any butter substitutes that have cow milk ingredients in them, which kind of goes back to my point of reading, 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 reading labels because it's super important. Another food that I want to talk to you guys about, the second one is protein shakes. Now, if you have a dairy allergy, you are probably familiar with the fact that protein shakes and even protein bars have whey in them. It's either a primary source of protein or a secondary source of protein. And whey, it's a byproduct of cheese making. It contains lactose and can trigger milk allergies. It's found in a lot of different protein powders as well. So like I said before, you purchase a protein powder or a protein shake or a protein bar, you're gonna wanna make sure you read the ingredients list or just to be safe, just go and try a vegan protein powder instead if you just wanna make sure that there's not gonna be any dairy in them. That's usually one of my go-tos is I check for if the product is vegan and then I usually have like the sigh relief that I'm like, okay, whew, okay, I can buy this and feel a lot more comfortable about it rather than getting something that really has a higher chance of having dairy more than a vegan product would. So that's just something to keep in mind and that's something that has helped me to be able to navigate when I'm going grocery shopping. The third food I wanted to talk to you guys about is bread. Now you may think that bread is dairy free if you just stay away from like butter, but whey is actually often found in commercial bread and bread mixes and it's used as being like a flour conditioner, which is really weird. To be quite honest, that's really weird, a flour conditioner. I saw that term online and I was like, I definitely have to bring that up because that's really weird. So you're gonna wanna be cautious the next time you are out to eat. And even though that bread basket, it may be calling your name and it's like, come on, you know you wanna eat some of this bread in this basket. You're gonna wanna be cautious because if people at the restaurant can't for sure tell you the exact ingredients in that bread that is on the table, then you're most likely you shouldn't eat it, especially if you have a dairy and a milk allergy and it's life-threatening. You're gonna just wanna be like, uh-uh, that bread's not for me. I can wait till I get home and have some allergy-safe bread and it's a win-win for you. It's not a win for the restaurant, but it's a win for you for sure. This next food that I want to talk about, something that when I saw it, I was like, okay, well, this makes a lot of sense, but just like on the outside, I didn't really, I was like, what? Like, what do they even mean? Like, where, like, like, where is this going type of thing? So the next thing I'm going to talk about is canned nuts. Crazy, right? You know, typically when you think of canned nuts, you just think of the main allergen, which is nuts. You don't really think about that there could be more than one allergen in that nut tin. 
So you're going to want to think again. So make sure that you are checking the labels of canned nuts, especially if they're flavored, because those things are a literal minefield for those of us who are allergic to dairy. And it's really important to just make sure you know exactly what is in the coating that is on the nuts. And one thing that I didn't even know until I looked a lot further into this is that food manufacturers, they have the choice to either list the allergen in the ingredients or at the end of the ingredients and not necessarily in both places, which is just a really crazy concept to be quite honest. So even if the statement at the end on the product doesn't exactly list out milk, you definitely need to read through the ingredients list to find those alternative names and those keywords for dairy and milk. So the fifth food that I wanted to talk to you all about is deli meats. Now, if you are a pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, then this this doesn't really apply to you. But for my meat eaters who love having deli meats, uh, you're going to want to listen for this one. So deli meats, they aren't guaranteed to be dairy free. Often deli meats add uh, lactose and caseinates to their products, which is kind of crazy. And it really they do that because it helps with binding the ingredients together, which is just another reason to avoid processed meats. So a good workaround um, for this is to look for products that have the kosher seal on them because usually they will be dairy free. So if you eat deli meats like the turkeys, the hams, which I've never had ham in my entire life, um, you're going to want to look for those things and ask those questions when you're going to the deli counter, when you are getting things for your lunch or for dinner or for your kids' lunch and dinners. You're just going to want to ask those questions at that counter as well, because it's not something that you probably would think about. And I mean, as a person who does not go to the deli counter for no reason at all, because I'm not getting cheese and I'm not getting meat. So there's really no reason for me to go. Um, but when I saw this, I was like, OK, this is kind of weird, but then it kind of makes sense. So definitely it's something you're going to want to keep your eyes and ears out for. But speaking of other processed meats, uh, just like deli meats, hot dogs and sausages can also contain milk derivatives to be able to help with getting the right texture for them. So, again, for hot dogs and sausages, you're going to want to look at the ingredients of even the brands that are labeled like all beef and you might even be surprised to find out that there's some sort of modified milk product that's listed in the ingredients that's listed not only in the ingredients list, but pretty high in the ingredients list. So again, you're going to want to look at those labels for deli meats, for hot dogs and for sausages, because you'd be surprised what are in those ingredients. So the seventh food that I'm going to talk to you guys about is chicken broth. Um, I don't eat chicken, but for the people out there who do eat chicken, this is definitely going to be something important. And it's not something that I even really thought about. But when I did more research on, you know, dairy and milk traces being in a chicken broth and in bouillon, I mean, this is something that is very popular and a lot of different companies do. And I was very surprised. I guess it kind of helps with the creaminess of it, I guess. But still, this is something that you're going to want to keep your eyes open for when you're looking at the ingredients list because chicken broth and bouillon can contain milk solids. So that means anything you use them for will contain trace amounts of dairy, including chicken soup. So there are 
brands out there that use milk in one or more varieties of their broth or stock. And it's even more common in bouillon cubes and bases and even in ready to pour broths too. So you're going to want to look at those ingredients lists when you're buying any sort of chicken broth or bouillon because you might not think you'll find dairy in them, but you'll be surprised, especially how not only pretty high up on the ingredients list that it is, but that it's even there in the first place. So the next food I'm going to talk about is pesto. I've talked about pesto before having dairy and being connected to dairy before, um, but I want to go a little bit more in depth about it. So I know when People tend to think of pesto, they tend to just focus on the basil aspect of it and are usually surprised to find out that pesto has dairy in it. Now, it can be made without cheese. There are such things as vegan pestos, uh, but traditional pesto uses Parmesan, and that's just such a really big no-no for those who have milk allergies and those who are vegans as well. But if you are lactose intolerant, you may be in luck since typically hard cheeses are usually free of lactose, so it might not cause any digestive problems for you. But of course, to each their own. Of course, contact your doctor to be able to figure out if you can have traditional pesto if you are lactose intolerant or have some sort of a dairy sensitivity but if you're like me and the other people out there who can't have dairy because of allergic reasons you're just gonna want to make sure you ask those necessary questions when you see pesto is it a vegan pesto what are the exact ingredients in this pesto um and then also i mean for people who have a nut allergy pesto is literally out of the question because of pine nuts and stuff like that so Make sure you're just asking those questions and make sure you're familiar with a lot of the common foods that your allergens are in, which is the whole overarching theme of this episode is making sure you know of different foods and what could potentially be in those foods as well in relation to your allergens. So the ninth food, the second to last food I'm going to be talking about in this episode is sherbet. And I don't know if it's just me. But I tend to get sorbet and sherbet mixed up like all the time. So I just literally just avoid both of them all together, to be honest, because it just gets kind of confusing. Like I'm like, okay, is sorbet the one that's more so fruit based and sherbet is that the one that's supposed to be a little bit more creamy or is it the other way around? And then I confuse myself and then I'm just like, I don't want to accidentally order sherbet by accident. So we're just we're just not going to order either of those things. But usually sherbet is often perceived as a being dairy free even though it usually isn't and matter of fact many manufacturers tend to add milk to the mix in order to be able to get that creamy texture um, that I was just talking about so if you want a completely dairy free frozen treat and you don't want to have to take any risk make sure you're either ordering water ice or sorbet like I just said because sorbet is fruit based Super sweet because of the fruit, of course, and the sugar, um, but there's not going to be any dairy in it. So the last food that I'm going to be talking about is artificial sweeteners, which kind of caught me off guard, to be completely honest. So tablets or packets of artificial sweetener often use lactose as a carrier for the sweetener. And the sweetener itself, it's just so small. So something else has to be able to bulk up the powder. So that's where the lactose comes into play. So unless you're using a 
a good amount, like a big number of packets, it's most likely might not be a problem for those who are sensitive to the lactose part of cow's milk. But again, make sure you're consulting your doctor and figuring out that information for your body because everybody's body is different. For people who are having some sort of a sensitivity or an intolerance to dairy, but I wanted to include this in this roundup so that you all can be aware of artificial sweeteners that are used in other packaged foods and drinks and even in chewing gum and how those things can also contain other milk or casein derived ingredients. So definitely there's a lot of reasons to kind of stay clear of artificial sweeteners, but that's not a good enough reason on top of all the other reasons. And I honestly don't know what other reason could be added to the list. Um, Artificial sweeteners are just not healthy for you at all, really. A lot of them have traces to uh, causing a lot of different health problems. So on top of that, and there being cases where it could contain lactose and other milk and casein derived ingredients, you're just going to want to stay away from artificial sweeteners in general. And this one was kind of one that was surprising for me because you don't really think about how an artificial sweetener, the sweeteners are very small, like the little crystals are just very small. So they use something to be able to help bulk it up. So that's not something you really think about. But again, if you do research on your specific allergens, you tend to find out this information and then it makes you a lot more aware when you are asking those questions or you're looking at labels and you're like, ah, it has this and I know this typically has this in it. So I'm just going to stay clear. But those are all the foods that I wanted to talk to you all about today. There's honestly so many more that I could talk about. So if you want me to do like more episodes like this, be sure to send us over a note on the oh my allergies podcast instagram it's at oh my allergies make sure you follow us on instagram while you are there sending us a note also make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice or an apple podcast spotify stitcher anchor a lot of different platforms so just honestly just pick one and subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice Make sure to rate and write a written review of the show. Hopefully you rate us five stars. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.